everyone, and welcome to From the Heart, a podcast brought to you by Catholic Education Diocese of Wollongong. My name's Josie Cooks, and as we adjust to social distancing and working and learning remotely due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we're going to be sharing stories with you about our experiences as a way of staying connected and being in community with each other. guest today is Angela Savile. Angela is the owner, director of Savvy Fitness, a qualified personal trainer, campus director for the Australian Institute of Personal Trainers, and has worked in the health, wellness and fitness industry for nearly 20 years. On top of all this, she's also a wife and a mum of three beautiful children. Welcome to the program, Angela, and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. So, Ange, you're a working mum, a business owner with three young children, and your husband, Glenn, has just started a new job as a firefighter. How are you managing to stop, um, stay on top of everything? Yeah. I'm just um, having a little bit of a giggle about the fact that um, staying on top of everything <laughs> because it's, it's probably, I would, to be 100% honest, that's certainly not what I would say I'm doing every day (laughs) but I'm certainly having a crack of 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 keeping everything under control and and trying to stay on top of 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 everything Um, but I'm sure everybody would um, be in a similar boat um, with with the fact that we're under some really different circumstances and I think for me to be able to stay as as in control as what I can um, I'm taking it day by day and um, there's a number of, I guess, you know, specific strategies that I've come across that have, have helped me, but um, you never really know when, that, when, when there's going to be the day that, you know, everything unfolds. So some days you feel like, yes, I've got this, and then other days uh, you feel like the morning starts well and everything's going really well and, and then something comes up that's, you know, just, just you know, blows everything up in terms of um, what you had planned or (laughs) your productivity or you know all of the things that you probably planned to get through that day um, didn't necessarily happen so I think the the day-by-day approach is definitely something that has helped me. And with the school learning now being done remotely how are you fitting that in? Yeah so I mean obviously it's been a holidays for the last couple of weeks now I was actually thinking about not telling my kids that they're on holiday so that I could keep those activities going because I, <laughs> I quite enjoyed the fact that they had little tasks to do every day and that we were getting into a little bit of a role with that. Um, but the holidays, we have relaxed a little bit. In those first couple of weeks where we went to remote learning, I thought that it was actually done really well um, considering that it was done it really quickly you know the schools had to we had to turn around things really quickly and and also you know get it to the point where it was um, manageable for parents at home uh, so we we didn't so much get much done in the first week because that's when it was um, a little bit chaotic in terms of everything was changing and you know there was the business was shutting down and we had to flip flip that um, basically upside down uh, so it was a little chaotic in the first week, but in the second week, we started to get a little bit of a roll on on getting those activities done and making that a thing that the kids did every day. 
Yeah. So how's the support been um, from the school that you've been given? I think it's been really good. The the app that we use is Seesaw, which I assume uh, most primary schools are probably using uh, or the CEO primary schools are. Um, I thought that was really, really simple to follow as a parent and uh, was really straightforward and really easy to use. And our school put together some Zoom meetings that we could have as parents with the staff oh. uh, to offer their support, which was really great. Um, they did that on a Friday for both of the weeks that we had um, previous prior to the holidays. Uh, and then they were communicating by email as well. So, uh, you know, I think they were supporting us as much as possible. And, and they also had a pretty good outlook on it in the fact that they realised everybody's circumstances were different and some people were going to be able to tackle all of those things and, you know, be really comfortable with that homeschooling and, and other people in other situations were not or could not. So they had a really good attitude towards it and they made sure that the parents felt like that it was okay if you got it done or if you didn't get it done or if you haven't attempted it, it's okay. These are unprecedented, unprecedented circumstances and, you know, just do what you, what you can at this point in time. So, Anne, you began your career as a PE teacher at Holy Spirit College in Balambi. So what influenced your decision to give up teaching and create Savvy Fitness? Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I was a yeah, PDHPE teacher, so I was already, I was in that space. And through uni, I worked in fitness and actually I I maintained my work in fitness all the way through my teaching career. So I would work early mornings before school and I would have to rush off and work after school as well and do a few classes there. So I found that I got to a point where I, I loved teaching the kids and um, I really loved that school environment and what we were doing. But I also loved the creativity that that fitness space and that fitness industry provided but also the responsiveness of the adults that was trying to improve themselves and trying to improve their health and I I realized that I could make quite a big impact in in that area and I was seeing that happen with my clients um, that I had at that time and I just I was just driven towards it it was just um I was always interested in it and, you know, I wanted to, to build something of my own. And so I took the leap to, to leave a very, very great or a great job <laughs> and a, a well sought after job to actually head full time into creating a business and into the fitness industry. So exercise and good diet, as we know, has always been a major factor in our well-being. With people now needing to self-isolate and um, some people coping better than others, why is it important to look at our health and fitness, particularly during this time? It is crucial. It is so important. And if we can focus on these two areas, then I think everyone will have a more uh, successful experience throughout this time that we're all trying to find our feet in and look exercise or movement and nutrition play such a huge role in creating a positive mindset and they they, mm. they play a role in yeah in our mental health so anything that we can do to encourage a a healthy mindset and a healthy mental state is going to be of benefit to us at this time 
And look, it's an uncertain time. So obviously stress levels are quite high and people are, at, you know, it's a dynamic environment. It's changing. So we're not really sure of what's happening next and, and what, we, what we should do and what we can or cannot do. Um, so those stress levels are at, a, at an all-time high for a lot of people. Um, when we move our body, it has such a, an amazing response to us physically because we feel so good and we get those endorphins throwing, flowing through our body. Um, but it also triggers something in our mind to actually make some really good positive decisions moving forward from that movement. Um, we feel happier. We feel like we are in more of a controlled situation. Uh, we feel like we can tackle those challenging things that possibly we couldn't before we actually went out and moved our body. Um, so it is such a powerful thing. And I know that most people would recognize that already, but if not now, um, you know, it's now more than ever so important. And the same principle applies with what we're eating. So our nutrition and what we choose to eat and, the, and what we're feeding our body is going to play a vital role in, in those decision, decisions prior to that as well. And also, us, you know, feeling good. So having the energy to be able to sit down and concentrate or tackle our workload or tackle um, the, the homeschooling or just basically deal with the kids being at home um, you know, our coping, <laughs> coping mechanisms, those kinds of things, like movement and nutrition. If we could get, if people could really focus on those two things and get those things to be at an improved state, then I think everything would actually improve for them. Um, hugely, hugely important. Because, you know, I've been working home now for about three weeks and I've noticed that I'm tending to sit a lot more than I used to and I'll do a little lazy trip to the fridge or to the pantry and just grab a snack instead of eating something healthy that I would have made and taken to um, work with me. Oh, it's so easy. And that's, you know, we have just eliminated so much incidental activity. So if you think of a teacher that works at a high school, for example, who is, traveling between classrooms non-stop all day going from one to the other that is now completely gone so we have lost a whole lot of movement that we would do without even noticing uh, because we're now sitting down at our desk and and working or, or um, doing sedentary activities and yeah our, our movement is getting up and going to what was in the fridge which we probably did five minutes ago anyway um, <laughs> or the cupboard so that convenience of having the cupboard in the fridge there and that acting as a bit of a distraction as well um, is definitely a challenge for everyone so I think keeping in mind that we've lost that incidental activity how about we use you know going up and down our staircase or like walking around the house or, or whatnot like having those little breaks from our work rather than going to the cupboard, just making those little movement patterns instead. Now, you mentioned earlier about how you had to shut down your business and flip it around. Mm -hmm. And with the fact that we can only now mm -hmm. go outside for essential work, food and groceries, medical needs or to exercise, what impact has the restrictions had on the way that you support people with their health and fitness and deliver your classes? Yeah, it's been a, a really big learning curve. Uh, we 
it was uncertain what was happening with the fitness industry and it was looking like it was going down the path of, of a shutdown. But to be honest, we called our shutdown a little earlier than, than what was necessary because I was getting really I was getting really uncomfortable with the fact that, you know, all of the advice was the social distancing and, you know, our business has always been about bringing people together. We've always been about creating community and, and moving together. So it was really difficult because when the, the business is based around those principles and this has come in where it's, you know, we're being advised to do the exact opposite. It's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we keep this, how do we keep the business alive? Um, yeah. And what do we do from here? So, you know, it was, it was a natural progression. It was pretty organic what happened, um, but we were able just to flip the whole business and move it entirely online, you know, within, you know, a few days or a week or so. And um, it's been such a positive, there's been such a positive response from our members and the community that we have and so much support from the community um, in doing that. And we've just, you know, really worked hard on getting the blessed best platform possible to do that and to provide as much access to fitness and movement and advice and wellness as possible and also connection for our members. So it was a bit scary at the beginning, but I feel like we've we've really been lucky in a sense that we've um, kind of started early and, and flipped it and, and have got onto this, this new way of delivering quite quickly. You spoke before about the importance of uh, making sure we do something and to move to make up for that lack of incidental movement. And I've noticed that on Savvy Fitness, you are offering a free community yoga class on Facebook. Could you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, um, in terms of moving online, we actually uh, provided services for some of the schools like Holy Spirit College, St Mary's, we actually um, come in and train the staff, which is rich, which is really amazing. And I, I do some of those sessions, so it's really nice to go back and connect with, with those guys. And we also do um, school sports. So with those sessions, we've actually continued to do those through live sessions um, and mm -hmm. online. Uh, and the reason we've gone down the path of live sessions is that it's, you know, it's real time and it's that real connection. And we're talking to those people at that present time and there's an accountability factor for people to, to turn up so basically what we were doing previously in that direct contact um, format we've we've been able to replicate online which has been amazing uh, and, and so good to keep people active and community yoga is just the same so we would offer a free yoga session every Friday at 7am at North Beach and people would come down uh, enjoy the yoga session and and then head off to North Kiosk for their free yoga. And we'd raise money for that session. So people would um, bring a gold coin donation and we would raise money for the Disability Trust. And mm -hmm. same thing with that, we could have easily just opted out on that and just said, you know, it's too hard because things, it was difficult. Like everything's difficult. Funny our way through it was. But it, I felt like it was really important to keep it going and more for the fact that just providing access for the community to at least um, continue what their routine was and yeah. also um, just move easily. So it's, you know, it's available on that Facebook page. They can use it either at the time that it is live or they can actually use it later on. So those sessions stay on the page and people can access them whenever. And it was really nice because I'm getting messages from people that, you know, may not have even 
um, participated previously and they're messaging me saying, I've just done your yoga class, thank you so much. It was such a great way to move today. And, you know, so it's, it's been really um, heartwarming to know that that's making a positive impact out there. And I suppose too, Ange, for people who are on their own, this is a great way for them to stay connected with other people. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's what um, I think is probably one of the main things. Like, yes, you know, we all know that physical activity is physically help, healthy for us, but that social connection is so important. And everybody's in different situations. So, you know, they may have families at home, they might be by themselves or, yeah, so the isolation part can be quite um, quite different, but also, yeah, very lonely for people. So, yeah, fitness has always brought people together and always had that connection and it doesn't have to stop just because it's online. So it's, it is a good opportunity for that. Well, this would be a great thing for some of our parents out there to tap into, particularly if they're needing a bit of a break from the kids. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. It's so good and, you know, it's just taking that little bit of time out and prioritising that space for themselves to move. And look, I'll be honest, I know I'm a much better parent and a much better <laughs> wife if I am regularly active and if I'm moving and I've been able to get my training in and if it, there's been days or you know a few days in a row where that hasn't happened then you know I'm, <laughs> I will certainly admit that I'm not as good so yeah I think it's it's so important so if people can access that um, we'd love them to and you know in that session, I realised that there's people from all sorts of, of experiences and backgrounds. So there's always options. So you don't have to come in and, you know, stand on your head, for example. There's none of that. It's really accessible. It's really inclusive, um, but also can be challenging for those people who want to be challenged. So it's really, it's really well thought out and there's purpose behind the planning. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah. So we've talked about how um, adults can be active. With after-school activities now being cancelled for young people, what activities or ideas can you recommend for parents to keep their children active and healthy? Absolutely. Look, this is a priority for me. If anything, this is at the top of my list every single day for the kids. Um, and that's one of my uh, little checklists, which I'll talk about a little bit later, mm -hmm. um, is, is keeping the kids or, or a kid's activity, a physical activity every day. And I have two boys seven and nine, who are very, very busy in the afternoons usually with, with sport and their activity levels were quite high. And then I have a two-year-old who, um, again, like, you know, no, no structured sport, but um, they love being active as well. And now surprisingly, it's actually been difficult some days to actually drag them out of the house. I think they're getting really comfortable at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just really... Um, I'm drawn on the simple things, which I think most parents will be able to do and be able to relate to. Um, yeah. So we are so lucky and I'm so grateful for the space that we live in, live in, in the fact that we can take mm -hmm. the kids down to the beach. We have this amazing space. We can, we can space ourselves out from anyone else. Like sometimes we've been down the beach and there's been no one else on there. And we can either walk, run, or I can um, set up some games or, you know, just get them moving, get them active uh, and feel good about doing that. And it could be like 20, 30 minutes, but there's a couple of things that are happening. So they're, they're moving, which kids 
need, they need to move every day. Um, they're getting that time in the fresh air and the sun and and being outdoors, which is just a natural thing for them. So beach runs and walks um, have been a really simple thing that I think every parent could make happen um, and really easy. Like this doesn't have to be that pressure of running. Obviously, with, with me and my kids, I do incorporate that little bit of running. Like the other day, nice. we had a little... Um, we had a little buzzer going and so we'd run for 20 seconds and then we'd walk for 60 seconds so we'd, we'd do some structured stuff but that's just because my background is fitness and teaching so you know it doesn't have to be like that it's simply getting out there for 30 20 30 minutes and just that continuous movement um, some of the other things obviously are you know grabbing a soccer ball grabbing a basketball or any other type of of, of ball and getting out into a wide open space. So it might be a, 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 um, a field or, or the beach um, and getting them just to, to play with whatever sport they like. And I think the enjoyment factor is really important here. So um, whatever sport that that child is or those children are into, I think if we can work with those sports, uh, it's going to be a lot more successful than trying to get the kids to do something that they don't like. So really working with what's what their interests are is, is really, really important. Um, and then maybe even creating um, a little bit of competition or creating rewards around that activity as well doesn't harm or doesn't hurt. I think that just makes things a little bit more fun and it might even raise the intensity of their, um, of their activity as well. I mean, I have two boys that are you know, not too far apart in age, so if you throw competition into that area, <laughs> then they are sure to work harder. They they get their their you know, they get a little bit breathless and you know, they they certainly do things that they said that they weren't going to do about two minutes ago, but, you know, they're taken off because one of the others one of them has taken off beforehand. So yeah, I think being really clever around the way that you can get them moving and, and obviously not putting any pressure on the kids to move, but making it a, a really uh, making it a priority for every day um, is, is really important. Well, I mentioned earlier that you taught PDHPE at one of our schools in a past life. But what I think most people may not know is that you actually went through our, the Catholic school system where children were taught values like upholding human dignity, the common good, compassion and respect for others. As a personal trainer and a businesswoman, you've always placed great importance on meeting people where they are on the fitness journey and ensuring that their human dignity was always upheld no matter where they were or, you know, at what stage they were up to. You've also made a point of always giving back and supporting the community in a number of ways. So I want to ask you this. What effect has your Catholic education and upbringing had on the way that you operate Savvy Fitness? Yeah, that's a really good question. And when I think back about um, the environment that I grew up in, I feel very lucky because they were environments that were supportive but it was instilling some pretty strong values and morals into into my life and we've you know with with savvy in the way I run the business um, I base it off a number of values and every decision that's made or every action that we take I come back to those values and I think okay well if I'm trying to if I'm if I'm trying to reflect this, then then what is my response to this? Or you know, if I'm trying to uphold these values, 
then what's our next step here? And that was, you know, a, a key example with, you know, the COVID-19 situation is, you know, coming back to, well, my first priority is my members and my staff. So right. at this point in time, are they safe enough to continue going? And if I don't feel comfortable with them not being safe enough, then, you know, I'm going to make a change or call a shutdown um, because of that. So I think having those values instilled at an early age and, and growing up through that Catholic system, being um, surrounded by other like-minded, obviously, children and parents, um, has really made a huge positive impact in my life and it's something that I've um that I've that I seek to to pass on in, in my work and in my life. So yeah, very grateful. That's good. And you're someone that I would describe as a risk taker and you've always had such a positive attitude about how you approach things. So what impact has your faith had on your life and the big decisions that you've made along the way? Yeah, it's it's funny. I I do I can admit that I do have a positive outlook, and I didn't actually realise that not everyone had that for a long time. Um, I just believe I have this really deep belief that everything happens for a reason, and I know it's something that you know we say, and especially we say in we say that to in, to people in in you know, when circumstances aren't so great. But I honestly believe it. And I think that, you know, even if something happens that's not, um, that is, you know, not great or something that's going to affect my life in a negative way, I always think that, look, how can we make a positive out of this and what's going to be the repercussion or why did this happen? This happened because the next thing that, it, it had to happen because the next thing that, happened wouldn't have if that didn't if that makes sense it does that's <laughs> so, a great way to do things yeah I, I really you know 100% believe that and I am a risk taker I have you know um, let's um, into into things and you know when I get an idea I, I really I run with it and and now luckily I do have people around me and working with me that do pull the reins in a little bit and, and bring me back to reality <laughs> <laughs> and that voice of reason. And I think they know who they are. But, um, yeah, I, I always have just gone with, look, you know, this this feels good and I feel like this is the right thing to do and I'm going to do it and um, and just roll with that. I, I think you have a an intuition sometimes and I think if we listen to that, um, we can't go wrong. Because as an outsider looking in, you've always seemed to appear to have this attitude of it'll just work out. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I, I don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know why that is, but I, I, I just always, it's just something that um, that has just been that way. And I think through through, you know being part of a team or always having that that um, creating importance around being with people and being connected to people and helping people um, I think that that's come from that okay now your two boys attend St. Michael's Primary School in Thoreau what influenced your decision to educate your children in the Catholic education system 
Yeah, look, it was no question for me. Um, I was always, that was always going to be my intention. It was just a matter of which Catholic school at the time. And it's really funny because uh, at the time where my eldest, Riley, was was um, about to, to go into kindergarten applications, um, we were living in Bulli, so, you know, our closest would be St. Joseph's but at the last minute I got really sentimental in the fact that I had actually gone to St. Michael's Primary School in Thoreau when I was in primary school oh. and yes yeah, so it was a real sentimental decision oh. to, to go down that path of St. Michael's and it's a small school and a small um, really lovely community so you know it was never a question of, of whether they were going to be um, going going to you know in entering into the the catholic education system it was just a matter of which one as a past student and as a past teacher what has your experience as a parent at a catholic school been like yeah it's it's been great and i think i've established some really strong relationships growing up with friends um, from school I'm still friends or I still see a lot of my friends from school or keep in contact with them um, the teachers as well uh, and then you know now going full cycle as we all do we all become the parents of the kids that attend these schools like it's, it's just such a, a funny thing to witness and to observe as our life goes on uh, it's been such a great experience as a parent as well having my two boys at St. Michael's and, and within the Catholic system, um, they're really happy. They um, they really love going to school um, and I can be really confident and comfortable in the fact that, you know, they, the school and the system is going to uphold the morals and the values that I feel so strongly about and teach yeah. my kids that, which is really good. Well, and... We both know a number of people who, for a variety of reasons, are facing some really challenging times at the moment. So do you have any advice or final words about the importance of looking after our health and well-being that you could share with our listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> now I could talk all day. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it really short. Okay. And I'm going to give you something really practical or give people something really practical that they could do. That would be great. So now obviously my advice would always be to if possible to start the day moving so start with some form of activity um, that's that's probably a really a really good way to to kick off the day to to get into that positive flow um, but what I would suggest and this is a little practical activity for everyone is that because you know everyone's circumstances are different and what works for some people may not work for other people so you can't really generalize um, things uh, sometimes you can get you know I can give advice and I could say you know set your routine make sure you hydrate make sure you eat well and that's very general advice and I think we yeah. all know we all know that we all know that we should be doing that and it is it's just hard actually putting that into action so we can say it but actioning it is difficult so I want to give everyone a little tool in how to action the things that they need to do so the first thing is that you need to identify the five things that you need to do daily to influence okay. your health and wellness positively so for example one of those things could be exercise so you could do an exercise session 
One of those things could be make sure I eat vegetables with every meal. One of them could be make sure I drink two litres of water a day or whatever you know, uh, content or amount of water suits you. So they're just little examples, but you've got to identify five things. So five things that are not unrealistic, they are achievable, but they might be challenging for you right now. So obviously they might not be happening right now if you're in a position where you are finding it difficult. Um, mm -hmm. So what are the five simple, simple things that you could achieve each day in getting closer to feeling well, to feeling happy, to feeling healthy? And those five things have to really apply personally to you. And, um, you know, it, that little checklist and that accountability measure of picking them off every day will actually help establish these habits and behaviours that can continue you know, day to day and then week to week and, and eventually we can start to feel like we are in a, in a good space and we are in a, in a healthy and well space. So that's the things that we're doing with our savvy members at the moment is, is trying to create these tools and these ways that people can find, um, you know, health and happiness in, in these difficult situations. What about something as simple as just making your bed so that you've got a, you know, a nice environment to be in? Absolutely, and that's something that lifts my mood completely. I know that every morning I need to go through and I just need to make all the beds and, I, you know, for some reason, which was never me before, but I've become this clean freak and I want everything to be perfect <laughs> in the house and clean. So, you know, it's, it could be anything, anything that lifts you a little bit, that, you know, creates that positive mindset. And that's why it has to be so personal. So, you know, what would be something for you, Josie, that would be one of your daily things um, as an example for everyone else? It would be to make sure um, that the beds are made. I like yep. that. And um, I do like to move. So yep. I would have, that would be my two, even if it's like for me, I think I'm going to start doing lunges up and down the driveway. There you go. Okay, so it's just something that you know is achievable. You yeah. can make it happen. It's not unrealistic. You're not setting yourself up for failure, but it's so important to oh, do on a daily basis. You know what? I think that's such great ideas because particularly that um, idea of not setting yourself up for failure. Yes, because that's the thing. Like if you're setting yourself up for failure um, or if you're being unrealistic about the things that you are going to make happen, um, you'll probably find yourself in a, in a worse position than what you started with because you're not going to feel good about yourself. Like we need that sense of achievement to yes. feel good about ourselves. And by having your five things that you can tick off every day, like that tick is just a great sense of achievement and it's so simple. And I suppose too, Ange, it allows people to have some control over some aspects of their life at the moment with all this uncertainty exactly right and you can only control what you can control and if we can um, the sooner we acknowledge that then the better we are as well yeah oh, I'm writing all this down while we're talking oh, good. well and this has been an absolute delight to catch up with you thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about such an important topic I know what I'm going to be doing at 7am every Friday from now on I'll be clicking on to the savvy Facebook page and getting my yoga class excellent <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you make sure you comment and tag in and let me know that you're there so we can have a little chat on the side as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. 
If anyone would like to know more information regarding the fitness classes available by Savvy Fitness, please go to the Savvy Fitness website or follow them on Facebook. Thank you, Ange. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and stay fit, healthy and well. I will. Take care, won't you? You too. Thanks, Josie. Bye. Bye. podcast was produced by Catholic Education Diocese of Wollongong. Music provided by bensound.com. I'm Josie Cooks and thanks for listening in. Join us next time as we talk to other members of our Catholic school community about finding hope in the midst of our new normal.